You're listening to episode 140 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today's topic is how God is using your travel story. Hi, my name is Sarah and I have a background in theology and a love for travel. Having visited nine different countries and served in five congregations, I wanted to create an environment that discusses and encourages the overlap of my two favorite things, the Lord and travel. And if you have a passion for these things or wanting to learn how God is such an integral part of our daily adventures, then you've come to the right place. Today's topic is how God is using your travel story. As you can tell, today we are trying something a little new with our podcast. We are trying to make a video version instead of just the audio file. Um, At the same time, though, if you prefer just to listen to this podcast on your way to work or however you listen to your podcast, we are available on Podbean, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Apple, and a number of others. So go ahead and listen on whatever platform best suits you. But we've taken about a month or so off and we have been exploring different ways to continue to serve you, our Christian traveler brothers and sisters. And we explored it a little bit at an event we had on the 15th in January, which was incredible. And the theme happened to be how God is using your travel story. We had 40 different people from multiple countries, including the United States, Peru, Ireland, Australia, the UK, Mexico, and many others who gathered together to talk about this really important question. And we heard from four amazing speakers. And I thought, what better way to kind of continue that discussion than to highlight some of those stories in today's episode. So without further ado, I would like to introduce our four speakers and some of their topics that they spoke about. First up, we have Peter, and uh, virtual me will be introducing him here shortly, but I want to introduce you first to his topic. His topic was inspiration for your travel tales, the why behind your adventures. Missionaries are often the ones we think of who go off to foreign places with the good news of Jesus. But most of us just travel for pleasure with our friends or for our short holidays each year. But how could our travels impact God's mission in this world? Are traveling for some purposes better than others? Peter is a travel enthusiast and author who is always seeking creative ways to combine his passion for Jesus and his heart for God's world. We'll be looking at this topic together creatively. Okay, so Peter is a project manager for a business in Dublin, Ireland, and has spent the last 15 years traveling Europe and North Africa, hosting travelers in his home and facilitating conversations and initiatives about travel with those from diverse backgrounds. Following years of thinking and blogging about faith and travel, he has asked to write, Travel in Tandem with God's Heart and articles for Christianity Today and other publications. His other passions include mountain running, reading, and developing local community. He hopes to shortly move to North Africa on a career break. 
We're so glad to welcome Peter to this stage now so that he can share with you a little about faith and travel. Well, thank you, Sarah. Um, so good to be with everyone. Thanks for joining us. Um, and wherever you are in, in the world, uh, a huge hello. Uh, for me, uh, my travel story uh, started uh, wh when I was quite young. Um, living on an island means that there are lots of opportunities to, to travel, uh, to travel abroad uh, and to, to explore. And uh, we're going to start by uh, by seeing uh, just how what we believe and uh, what we what we think about the world affects travel and affects it both positively and negatively. Um, we're going to take a look at a secular view of travel. Um, we're going to take a look at an Islamic view of travel. And then um, as most of us are Jesus followers um, or Christians, and we're going to uh, turn and see what difference does Jesus make to our travels um, and how do we live in, in light of that, um, no matter who we are or where we're, where we're from. So that's uh, roughly where we're going from. Um, uh, lots of people are saying it's uh, people that uh, make the most excited about travel. Uh, we're getting quite a few culture, uh, places, languages, conversations, uh, unique landscapes, foods, uh, break, uh, getting a break from life, experiencing new things, adventure. But uh, let me flick on uh, and say, I guess uh, by asking you what makes you most excited about travel, um, I do so because um, I think the why of our travels is really important. Um, the why of our travels, I don't know whether any of you have seen a video by Simon Sinek, um, but uh, he's very famous for an idea um, uh, basically promoting that uh, the reason behind why we do something is often uh, the one that matters most. And uh, why is that? Uh, well, um, because our why, our reason for travel, um, shapes us. It, it's what we wake up for, isn't it? Um, it shapes how we travel, um, whether we are uh, traveling a certain way because of the environment or because of uh, wanting a slower way to travel or a really quick way to travel. Um, it shapes uh, what um, we we travel for, whether holidays or work or family or mission. Um, it shapes who we travel with or uh, even who we engage with as we travel. Do we speak to the local people? Uh, do we attempt to communicate with them? Uh, do we travel to uh, engage particularly with a certain peoples? Um, and it also shapes uh, where we, we travel to um whether that's uh, a particular location outside your country or whether it's just inside your day-to-day -day travels and um, for your work or for anything else um so the reason behind our travel is so so key it really drives everything and i found this out and um, you'll see on your screen uh, uh a beach um and i don't know uh, if you could guess a country where would you uh, where would you guess um, but this beach is on the, the western coast of Morocco. And I was there, uh, I was there with, uh, in, interestingly, uh, controversially, no, I think probably just interestingly, um, I was there with um, someone who I'd met on a dating website online, a Christian dating website, um, and her brother and her brother's wife. 
and the four of us were lying on this Moroccan beach, um, soaking up the, the Moroccan sun, watching the waves crash in against the shore. And uh, in my head, I started to wrestle with the why of uh, my purpose there um, and whether I was actually making the most of travel. Because um, uh, the girl that I had met online and was now sitting here on a beach in Morocco with, um, well, she was an Australian, um, like uh, some of you, I, I believe, uh, tuning in right now. Um, and yet she'd been living in Niger, uh, seeking to support uh, the local Christians as they reached out in Niger to places uh, which didn't know Jesus. And um, she was stomaching all sorts of uh, terrible conditions um, there in the middle of a desert, uh, miles away, no electricity really. Um, the water supply was um, scant at best um, in really rough uh, place, uh, giving her life for this purpose. But beside her uh, were her brother and uh, sister-in-law. Uh, they were also Australians, of course, um, but they were living in London. Uh, living in London because uh, they just dreamed of traveling Europe for two years. And so they thought they would get um, jobs in London and then uh, they would, um, uh, they would uh, take week-long breaks or take short weekend breaks all around Europe uh, using the cheap flights. And they were living the dream, uh, living in hotels, uh, spending money on whatever they fancied. Um, for them, uh, travel, even as followers of Jesus, uh, was something to enjoy and uh, to spark joy in, in their life and in the lives of others. And so uh, two very different groups of people. And I was sitting there on the beach thinking, uh, well, why do I travel? Um, what, what gives uh, me my purpose in traveling? And uh, is it all a good purpose? Peter really challenged our why. And I hope that this little snippet gave you just a small glimpse into this question of why do we actually travel? Up next, I got to speak, and I talked a little bit about a story within a larger story, how God uses your travels to testify of who he is. Scripture is full of many travel adventures, Moses parting the Red Sea, Jonah in the belly of a whale, and the wise men coming to see Jesus, just to name a few. While your travel adventures likely won't end up in the Bible, that doesn't mean that it can't be a faith legacy for you to pass on to other generations. We'll explore some of the Bible adventures to better understand how God is using your story. When we think of our travels, many times people ask us to share our travel story. I want you to go ahead and hop over into the chat and share what are some travel stories in scripture that you can think of. This whole experience made me wonder what the Lord thought about travel, and Peter already touched on that a little bit. But it, it made me think about how there are so many people in scripture that were nomads who traveled so frequently. and. What did the Lord think of travel for them? Abraham traveling from his homeland. He and <laughs> uh, yes, Noah's Ark, the first cruise. There are so many examples in scripture. Absolutely. Yes, Jesus, he wandered so many times wandering out in the wilderness visiting so many people and the disciples that accompanied him. 
the children of Israel wandering in the wilderness with Moses for 40 plus years looking for the promised land. Yes. So when I think of these and many other people in scripture, um, I find that there are four main things that is part of their story. Who they are, who their adventures are, uh, what they took away from their travels, and how the Lord used it. Ooh, Paul, the Christmas story. Okay, well, you guys are starting to hit on some of the ones that I thought that came to mind. Um, and these were Moses. Uh, Moses, Jonah, and the wise men. So Moses, who is he? Well, the world says he was a murderer. Um, what we know of him is that he probably had a speech impediment, yet he was chosen to speak on behalf of Israel. Um, Jonah, his story, well, the Lord spoke to him and he decided to run away, run away. He ended up in a boat headed the other way and a huge storm assails them. The sailors are throwing everything overboard and Jonah finally admits it's him that's at fault. So they throw him over and instantly the sea calms. He gets swallowed by a big fish, gets spit out on dry land by Nineveh, the land he's avoiding, walks two days into the center of it and says, repent. The people do, but he goes and sits at the top of a mound and waits for them to be smited, pouting all by his lonesome. And lastly, the wise men, again, we don't know what they got out of it, but maybe they were questioning whether or not this toddler from a poverty family was truly going to be the earthly king. They gave him gold and frankincense and myrrh, and that was definitely worth more than probably the things in Mary and Joseph's home. Um, but at the same time, they went on this huge adventure and got to see a prophecy fulfilled. All speculation, but... While that's what they might have gotten out of it, here's what the Lord got out of those experiences. God used Israel time and time again and used Moses to lead people to faith. For Jonah, even the sailors, when they he was thrown over the side of the boat, they came to faith. They worshiped the Lord. And um, Nineveh, a city that was super sinful, turned from their ways and repented. And then lastly, the wise men. Not only did they proclaim to the world that this was the king, the one to fulfill the prophecy, but they proclaimed it to the Gentiles and to the Jews. Well, that was a small snippet of the different aspects in scripture that talk about travel stories. There's so many of them because so many of the people in the Bible were nomads. And yet, when we travel, we can take some bits of wisdom from their experience and apply it to our own. I hope that this at least began to lead to some intrigue and to some pondering as well. Up next, we had Esther. Esther spoke about characters in your story, how to connect with others on the road. It's such a challenging piece of being a traveler, especially when you're looking for those Christian connections. In this workshop, she talked about how to track down other Christians on the road for fellowship and encouragement, of course, and how to speak about our faith in different contexts. Personal travel stories and snaps of her own adventures are promised as well. Let's go ahead and hear from Esther. 
So Esther is a Melbourne-based Kiwi, a Christian, a veterinarian, and an avid traveler. Her, adventure, her adventures have included backpacking through South America, being an international student in China, mission work in India, Bolivia, and Mongolia, volunteering in Jordan, and in numerous family holidays to other parts of the globe. These combined passions led to her starting the Christian Backpackers Meetup in 2017. The group holds monthly events as an outreach to travelers and as a platform to encourage Christians to consider how travel and faith connect. So without further ado, here is Esther. So just a, um, a little introduction to me. So yes, I am from New Zealand. I'm from a small regional town or city, I guess, called Napier. Um, I graduated as a vet in 2009, and then I took three months off to travel Malaysia and Jordan and Germany, which I know is an, um, an interesting combination. So my topic is connecting with others on the road. So it's broken down into two parts. Um, the first is tracking down Christians, and the second is uh, sharing your testimony or the gospel. So let's start with tracking down Christians. And before we get into the how, let's ask why. So Peter was asking why we should travel or why we travel. Um, and here I want to ask why should we bother trying to meet other Christians when we're traveling? Because after all, you know, aren't we on holiday? But there's something to be said for maintaining physical fellowship while on the road on a regular basis. So I'm not trying to paint a big bad world kind of picture um, or an us versus them mindset, but I do want to draw attention to the importance of us tending to our faith at all times, um, including our travel time. Um, and connecting with Christians is a big part of that because I feel we were, well, I know we were made for community. So how do we connect with Christians when we're traveling? Okay. So in 2014, I was in South America um, for the Football World Cup. Um, any footy fans out there, um, love, to, love to hear from you. Um, I'd mapped out my trip in a fairly detailed manner. I was in Brazil for a month, and I can't remember originally intending to go to Rio de Janeiro, but quite late in the piece, I decided that I wanted to spend the week of the finals there. So as you can imagine, the already popular tourist city was further inundated with people at the time, um, and I'd made no bookings. Now in this situation, there are two ways for me to find accommodation. The first would be to get off my bus from Sao Paulo and walk up and down the streets, knocking on doors, um, hoping by chance to find a spare bed in a hostel. Um, I could even turn it a little bit spiritual, praying for God to lead me down the right street, uh, to the right hostel with vacancy. And I'm not saying that God can't work miracles, but the chances of me finding somewhere to stay before I burned up in the heat with my backpack on would have been pretty low. Um, so the second way to find accommodation would be to plan ahead, to do some research on the situation, like, okay, everything's booked out and or overpriced. Um, I could utilize some contacts, you know, like, friends of friends of friends uh, that might be there and use other networks between uh, Sao Paulo, where I was and where I wanted to go, which was Rio. And once I secure the place, I should definitely make a booking um, for set nights. Now, this all seems pretty obvious, but I mention it because 
basically there are two ways to find fellowship when traveling and often we approach it in the most inefficient way so firstly it's an afterthought um, it's not really something we think about when we're you know buying bus tickets or plane tickets or deciding whether to pack that bikini or these cool sunglasses um, somewhere along the way we think oh um, it might be nice to bump into another Christian and that's exactly what we hope to do just just bump into them randomly okay um, the chances of you succeeding largely depend on um, where you're traveling potentially but even so I hate to break it to you the vast majority of people that you're going to interact with on a standard holiday just aren't going to be Christian. And even if some are, you might not even figure that out in the duration of your interaction. You could pray about it. You could ask God to lead you to other Christian travelers or other Christian locals. But what's even better than praying and randomly praying is to plan ahead, um, just like booking ahead when trying to hunt down accommodation. Um, so if I was an alien and found myself on earth and was hoping to meet a Christian or two, where would I go to maximize my chances? How about church? Okay. Um, yes. So just go to church. That's where the Christians are, right? I know that's not always that simple. Um, we may not know the language um, for sure. We won't know anyone there, but it's not always that hard either because after all, why do we go to church? Is it just to meet our mates and hear some nice music and then go for like coffee or lunch afterwards? Um, those are all good things, but hopefully we go to church for something a bit more to really worship God together, hear from God's word um, and just be together with other believers to remind ourselves that we are part of a body, um, part of a kingdom even. And this can be achieved uh, even when traveling, even as a once off um, and even as randoms. But of course, we're not randoms because we're part of the body of Christ. Um, Esther challenged us with some really insightful things, particularly about how we plan our everyday adventures and how that same intentionality also needs to be applied when we're talking about our faith lives and how we connect with others on the road. I hope that this might inspire you to look for some of those connections out there and feel a little more comfortable making those connections while you travel. Up next, we heard from Ashley. She talked about sharing your story, a how-to guide to sharing travel stories on social media. Many of us come home with amazing adventures and stories that we want to share, and they all relate back to God. But how do we actually share that story on social media? So in this workshop, we'll learn how to craft a compelling narrative that focuses on the God story behind our travels. We'll map out our travels, connect our experiences, and discover how to best communicate our stories for social media in a way that genuinely and authentically places the glory on God and not on ourselves. So let's hear from Ashley. Ashley Penny is missionary turned missional entrepreneur. She started Traveler Co. in 2017 to bridge the gap between missions and the travel industry for women. Traveler Her Co. connects and empowers Christian women in travel. And today she's here to speak to all of us about how to share your travel story. Hi, Ashley. Hey, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. 
and to be talking about our faith and travel and social media because these are my absolute favorite things. Um, it just it's so exciting to me when I'm able to connect with other believers who are passionate about the same things that I am about Jesus and travel and um, just making an impact in the world for the gospel and the kingdom. And I'm so excited to talk about social media because this is one of my passions. And I really feel like we live in such an incredible time in the world where we can connect with people all over the world. I mean, we've never nobody's ever lived in the time in history that we live in now where you can literally connect with people across the globe any time of day and it's it's so accessible and i really believe that as much as social media gets a bad rap sometimes as being distracting and something that could be negative that when used the right way it can be such a tool for good and um, something positive and something that we can use to bring the kingdom and to make disciples and so i'm really excited to be talking about that with you guys today and so with all of this, like, it's so important to share what God's doing in our life, not just to be um, going to church and listening, but also sharing, like sharing what God is walking you through. What are your struggles? Like, what have you um, walked through and God has encouraged you in? And how might that be an encouragement to other people? Because I think um, a lot of times the enemy gets us focused on ourselves and we're just thinking about us and what's going on but if we open our eyes to the people around us and how god can use our story and what we maybe we haven't like figured it all out yet but even like what we're struggling with in the moment like god can still use that to speak to somebody else and so i'd um i just say too like don't be afraid to share what's going on in your life it can be hard to be vulnerable sometimes on especially on social media and not that we need to put all of our stuff out on social media but i think it's important to to listen to listen to what God's um, God's um, encouraging or maybe prompting you to share on social media and to be sensitive to that. I want to first of all start off by emphasizing your story. What you've walked through with the Lord is is so powerful and it's unique. Um, Psalm one thirty nine, you know, talks about how God knit us together in our mother's womb. Um, it's, it's not just by happenstance that you're here, like, and you have a story and you're even listening to this um, presentation right now, but but God has something for you and, and it's uniquely you. And I believe that everybody has a space and something to share on social media um, if they want to. And um, you can connect and speak to people all over the world that maybe need to hear just what you have or have walked through. Um Social media is also, or your story, I'm sorry, is also so powerful. Um, Proverbs 18 talks about there's life and death and the power of the tongue. Like what you share literally has the power of life and death. Um, so it's something to think about um, using with intention and with purpose. Um, you know, we are created in Christ for good works, as Ephesians 2.10 says. And so I think that comes to, to sharing your story on social media. How can you share it? Um, and I think it's... If you choose to share your story on social media, it's something that should be purposeful. So I'm going to go over quickly five um, kind of steps to think about when you're thinking about sharing your story on social media. Um, start with your why, discover your themes, craft your content, be consistent, and find your community. And social media is such a, it's such a beast of a thing. There's a lot to it. There's different strategies and um 
creating content and then analytics and the algorithm. I'm not going to get into any of that today, but I just kind of want to give you an overview. If you want to share your story intentional on social media, here's how to get started. And here's some things to be thinking about as you're doing that. Ashley did a phenomenal job of challenging us to use social media in a different way. And I hope that this gets you thinking about how you are using social media to glorify the Lord and to share your travels. So as you can see, all four of these speakers did a phenomenal job and they challenged us to share our story, to share our travel story and make those connections. I hope that you are super inspired, and if you want to hear the rest, you can actually go to our website and purchase a replay ticket at christiantravelers.net. There we have tickets for the replays to watch it in full and get to still experience the amazingness and creativity and challenge of being a traveler sharing your God story. Otherwise, you can also head to our website to sign up for our email list to get this podcast directly into your inbox every single week. And you can also find out more about one of our big and exciting announcements that we revealed at this virtual event. Coming soon, we are going to be offering a virtual platform for Christian travelers just like you. This will be a platform where you will get to post your trips, share about your travel stories, and make plans for your travels with other Christian travelers. This site is dedicated solely for Christians to connect and to travel together. I am hoping that you will be a part of this amazing community. In the coming weeks, we will keep you posted through emails and social media posts as well as it gets closer. We're excited for this platform to be a new addition to our Christian Traveler Network and community in 2022. So... Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that you have been challenged and inspired. And until next time, safe travels and God bless.